Behind every song is a voice, and every voice is a story. The journeys behind the voices brings life to the music that shapes each of us. Brought to you by Visible Music College and in partnership with the largest online Christian music site new release today, this is Behind the Tunes, and I am your host, Austin Black. Together, we will explore those journeys, the journeys behind the artists that shape the landscape of today's music. We're here today with Hope Van Duzer, HopeVanDuzer.com, V-A-N-D-O-U-S-E-R, not Van Duzer, pronounced Van Duzer. Hope, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. So you are a student here at Visible Music College and a singer and songwriter and recording artist, all these different things. But for you, what's home? Yeah, I'm from Millington, Tennessee born and raised in Millington, still there, um, which is about 25 minutes from Memphis. So usually I just tell people I'm from Memphis because right. nobody knows where Millington is at. <laughs> I actually live in, I'm across the line of Mississippi from are here. You? About the same thing. Yeah. Like, but where are you from? I'm, I'm from Memphis. Memphis this is just go. the easiest thing to do here. Let's don't, let's don't wander off down this road of like, oh, it's here and there and everything else. So you grew up in Millington. Um, so you're still in this area. Well, for you, music... Has it always been a thing for you? What first got you into music? Yeah, I started um, as a baby in church singing. I can remember singing like little Christmas programs as a, a, you know, a kindergartner, which led to me singing little offertories when I was in kids' church. And I can remember singing um, Natalie Grant songs and uh, different things like that. So I started at a very young age in church, joined the worship team at 12, Started leading worship at 12 years old. And, um, yeah, it's been a journey since. I, I had a, a family in the church offer to pay vocal lessons for me at 14. And that's kind of when I started to pursue it seriously. Um, I've always had a love for music. I've always had that desire to write. I actually still have, like, little binders of songs that I wrote even as a little girl. So they none of the spelling was right. But I, I have it. <laughs> it doesn't matter because your words, yeah. you're just singing them. Right. You want to sing one now? You have one of those you want to pull out of your pocket no. and drop one in there for oh, us? God. All no, right. you do not want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so you begin in church, which is a pretty common thread, especially for people in, in Christian music. Right. Um, and so it was always a passion for you. So did you grow up in a musical family where music yeah. was cultivated yeah. or something kind of on your own you kind of found? Yeah, well, my dad was a drummer in a band back in the day. Come on. Um, but they were very strict growing up, so they were very conservative as far as the music I was allowed to listen to. Um, he wasn't a big fan of like contemporary Christian music. Um, so we really listened to that Southern gospel, you know, oh, stuff, yeah. which is great, but that's really all I was allowed to listen to for a really long time. So it always kind of shocked them. Uh, how intrigued and how much I loved other genres because I just wasn't raised on it. But the moment that I had the opportunity to branch out on my own, I did. And it just came naturally to me. When did that come in your process of, yeah. of life? Uh, public school. So I was home, I was homeschooled until the seventh grade. 
So lived under a rock. Sorry, mom. Lived under a rock till the seventh grade. And when I got to public school, it's like my whole world went, oh my God, what is, who is Whitney Houston? Right. Who was a Mariah Carey? Who are these people? <laughs> and I can remember people looking at me going, you don't know who that is? I'm like, I don't. <laughs> so that was when the flip started. Okay. So you get into public school and a whole other world yes. opens up. At that point, did you, I guess, did you have some leniency to kind of begin to list more of those things? Mm-hmm. Or was it kind of like, yeah. you got your, you got your Walkman over here? Is that what it was? <laughs> I did have a Walkman, Come actually. On. And, and you're like listening to it without mom and dad knowing it? Or they're yeah. like, okay, we'll let you do this. Yes. there. I can remember me and my sisters would meet in uh, one room and listen to music privately together that, so that we perfect. were not allowed to listen to. <laughs> so we were definitely in secret. For a really long time. <laughs> Do your parents know that story now? Or are we telling them right now? They're this finding out right now. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> I am, that is That could not be more perfect. Again, we're here with Hope Van Duzer. HopeVanDuzer.com. And so you mentioned somebody that paid for voice lessons. Mm-hmm. So obviously they saw something in you and, and wanted to at least encourage that. But as you were growing, you know, Dad at least was a musician. Mm-hmm. You listened to gospel music only. Mm-hmm. But were there other people that really, was there somebody, I guess, along your way that really spoke into your life said, like, Hope, you need to really pursue this gifting God has given you? Yes, yes. I would say the church that I grew up in, I would say I got that from everyone at Mm -hmm. that church. Every single person would pull me aside and say, this is what you're meant to do. This this is what I feel when you're leading worship, that when you sing, um, they would, you know, prophesy over me they would encourage me and pray for me so I would say that entire church and still to this day has been behind me pursuing that but there's definitely you know my mom always took me to every every vocal lesson I used to be in competitions back in the day so she was a she was a huge encourager of that as well so okay so and that's something you hear a lot is the importance of the church yes just not just even for people in music, like speaking into, this is what I see God's placed inside of you. Yes. It's okay to pursue this. It's okay to live that out. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm forward to hear. So so you're, you're listening to gospel music growing up. Mm-hmm. At some point or another, you and your sister, or sisters. Oh, I have like seven. Okay, of them. all yeah. of them. <laughs> all of you guys are huddled in a room somewhere <laughs> yes. listening to Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. Yeah. Do you remember the first album or record you bought with your own money. Oh my gosh. No. But I do remember the first album slash record that like changed my life. What was that? Rachel Lampa. Yeah. Yeah. But that was back when like Walkmans were still a thing. Yeah. Like little Yeah. So she is probably the first artist that really inspired me that I really admired um, just because of the way that she sang. She was very soulful Mm -hmm. and I would try to like imitate her. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that had a lot to do with how I started singing with the soulfulness and the, the runs and the big vocals and stuff. Like I really picked up on all of that from her. And I I can remember being nine years old and getting like her first little Mm -hmm. album. So, so Rachel Lamp was a huge influence for you. Yes. Um, as you're listening, go back for a second. As you're listening, like these, these the uh, Southern Gospel. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the people that you grew up listening to? Oh my god! Do you gosh. remember? No. Oh no. I, 
it's not important, but I was just, I was yeah. like, I want to know. Of course, you got the Gaithers. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, other than that, I don't remember. My dad would sing them. So. Well, let me ask you <laughs> this. So you were singing in church. What were you singing in church? Um, back in the day, we did a lot of Hillsong okay. stuff. Okay. Um, so Hillsong and I couldn't tell you what the other stuff was, but Michael W. Smith, sure. uh, stuff like that. All right. If you could open up for anybody. Mm-hmm. Dead or alive? Oh my gosh! We didn't kill them off, right? Dead or alive? Who would it be? If I could open for anybody, mm-hmm. oh gosh! And so think of it more from the standpoint of like, you get to kind of hang with them for the yeah. day, and you're kind of around. I would love to open for Jacqueline Carr. She's yeah. a gospel worship leader. Um, I love her. Love her music. Love her anointing. Love what she's doing. Um, and so, yes, She's I would incredible. say either her or Tasha Cobbs are both people I would love to be around and sit with and talk to. And so you still kind of got those gospel roots in you. Oh, yeah. You haven't shaken those things yet. Nope. That's good. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. Again, we're here with Hope Van Duzer, hopevanduzer.com. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Oh, my gosh. Yes. It, yes. <laughs> with all the misspelled words. What was yes. it? What was it called? Praise Him. <laughs> How old were you? Oh my goodness, probably ten, ten, nine or ten years old. Okay. Yes. You think we can work it on the next record? Oh my God, no! You do not want to hear it. We'll think about it. Listen, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when we're done. So obviously, your songwriter. What's your songwriting process like? Mine is all over the place. Yeah. It, sometimes it starts with a melody. Sometimes it starts with a chord progression. Uh, I like to sit down and think about, okay, what do I want to write about? That seems to really be successful for me. I'll take a like for me with this song that recently came out, I wanted to write a song about a moment that I had in my life. And so that helps me. I can channel I can channel the moment and think about, okay, what's fixing to come out when I think about it? And a lot of times the lyric and melody come out at the same time for me. I know mm-hmm. some people will get a melody and then try to fit like a puzzle, the lyrics, but I typically get both at the same time. You are a pastor's wife, mm-hmm. and so that brings a different kind of spotlight sometimes. Oh, yeah. And so even as you're writing music, is do you ever, and this doesn't have necessarily because you're a pastor's wife, but it's just a human being, but sometimes I wonder if that can even be a, a greater magnifying glass that can make us shy back a little bit. D- do you ever have trouble being honest in your songwriting, or is that something for you that you don't have trouble with? Mm-mm. I don't think I have trouble being honest. No. So what's your biggest challenge in songwriting? Finishing a song. Yeah? <laughs> yes. You have tons of scraps, don't you? Oh, yeah. That's okay, though. Yes. Get your scrap pile over here. Yes. You just pull out of it from time to time. New single's out. Yes. You're Enough For Me. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Thank you. Tell us about the song. Yeah, this song, as I was saying earlier, um, I wrote about uh, an encounter that I had with the Lord a couple of years back. Um, in that time I was just became a single mom and just had to move back in with my parents. I was like 22 years old. Um, you know, I had to sell everything that I had to even buy diapers and formula. It was a really dark place for me. And, um, I had just got back into church. I I wanted to, that second chance of just getting back in ministry. I knew I had the calling. I was running from it. So I I got back in church and, um, I really got to this place of surrender. 
And I remember there was a moment where I just fell on my face and I asked the Lord, what do you want from me? Where do I go from here? What do I do? Um, what, what are, you know, I was working a nine to five job that I didn't love. I was living with my parents, sleeping on a mattress in the floor. And I, I it was just the lowest place I had ever been. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Lord saying, I am with you. And in that moment, that was all I needed. I didn't need to know what my next job was going to be. I didn't need to know how I was going to afford formula next week. I didn't need to know um, what my calling necessarily was at that time. I just knew that he was there. And in that moment, it was enough for me. And that's kind of where the chorus came out of this. You are enough for me. It's that revelation that I have in that moment that God is enough. And it's a story, that song is a story from beginning to end of that revelation that I had. I remember when I met you on that holy ground. That actually happened in my life. And I remember when you told me I deserve your love. That happened in my life. And it was a life-changing, spiritual awakening moment for me. And so the song is there to also encourage the listener to reflect on that time that you had with the Lord. And how is he enough for you? And to just encourage us to rely on him and know that he is enough, Um, that through him comes breakthrough, through him comes purpose and promise, which is what the bridge says. You know, a lot of times we want the things that God gives us, but it's really God that we we need. Mm -hmm. You know, we want his peace, but if we just have the Lord, then we have his peace. Mm -hmm. So... That was just the big umbrella theme of that song is that he is enough in everything, every aspect. And so, yeah. Hope Van Duzer, you are enough for me. You can listen to it anywhere yeah. that you listen to music within reason, unless it's still in a Walkman. If you're still carrying yeah. the Walkman around, we, <laughs> can't, we can't help you. Put yeah. that thing up and go find something else, all right? Uh, Hope, there's there's few things like live music. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible moments. There's also some goofy things that happen too. Mm-hmm. Do you have a most embarrassing like live on stage moment that sticks out to you? It just happened Friday. Actually. Well, well, yes, even better. It's fresh. <laughs> just happened. Yeah. So we were gonna open with this really cool song, um, in the name of love by BB Rexa, and the the beginning of the song starts with this really cool synth. Um, so here we go. We're fixing to start the song. Well, my keyboard player didn't have the keyboard turned up. So even though we went to start it, like that main lead line wasn't there. So we actually had to like stop and start all the way over. It was super, you know, not cute, but, (laughs) (laughs) and we had just joked like minutes before walking out, like, what if we had to like start over? And I was like, no guys, that's not gonna happen. And it, you know, it happened. The start and stop over, start and start over. But people don't understand. For us to have to stop and start over, it has to really go off the rails. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you ever see a, an artist start and stop over... It's bad. It's over. Like, <laughs> we had to. Yeah. <laughs> we, had to, we had to do it. Trust us. <laughs> Wrapping up here with Hope Van Duzer. HopeVanDuzer.com. New single out. You are enough for me. I like to end with a little rapid fire. Okay. You got your game face on? I don't know. All right. You got it. Favorite junk food? Oh my goodness, uh, chips, chips. What kind of chips? Barbecue chips, oh. barbecue lays. Barbecue lays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Name one of the seven dwarfs. Uh oh, uh, 
Dumpy? Is that one? That's not. <laughs> That's the eighth dwarf. Okay. That's the what eighth what dwarf. is that? Dopey. Dopey. I think you mixed up Dopey and Grumpy. <laughs> which is, uh, I've met some Dumpy people. Sure. You know, sure. for what that's worth. Sure. So, Dumpy the eighth dwarf. Would you rather climb a mountain or jump from an airplane? Oh my God, I would climb a mountain and I'll never jump from an airplane. All right. Never. 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 You afraid of flying? No. Okay. You just don't want to jump out. I'm not Let's doing just that. keep, let's just don't. Uh, I'm, I get, I, I, listen, I'm not interested either. Yeah. What color is your toothbrush? Purple. In the movie about your life, the Hope Van Duzer story, what actress would play you? Oh my god. <laughs> what actors? I don't know. I can't even think of any actors' names. We'll pick uh Tom Cruise. Oh, there you go. That's what we'll do. How long does it take you to get dressed in the morning? Oh, like two minutes. <laughs> you have a time machine for one day. Mm-hmm. When and where do you go? Mm. Back to my wedding day, probably. All right. May Oh God, May <laughs> Oh, May something. <laughs> May 9th, 20, 2015. Sorry, babe. <laughs> That's right. I'll edit that part out for you. No worries. Favorite cartoon growing up? Oh, favorite cartoon. Probably one of the Disney princesses. All right. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, you're going back to Sleeping Beauty? Times. Yeah. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, yeah. Something you hate that everyone else loves? I don't like the summertime. Oh, I agree. I don't, I don't like to sweat. One. I don't either. So we're in Memphis. Yeah, I don't like this it. Thing just, it just beats the. It's not a good. Look. It just beats the life out of you. Yeah. You just kind of. You just by this point in the year, we just all stare at each other. <laughs> yeah. What time of year is your favorite? Uh, the fall. Okay. Yeah, I love so not, the fall. So you don't want the bitter cold either. You don't want like February. I don't mind it. Okay. But all I like right. the fall. I like, I like the pumpkins and the See, that's, oh, the drink, candles. Do you drink pumpkin spice lattes? I, I don't. Okay. That's actually. a. That's a. We, we've. We've made progress. I was worried about where this thing was going. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Oh my goodness! Um, favorite movie? Remember the Titans? Oh yeah, for right. sure. You know, the first time I saw that was in a a dumpy little movie theater. Really? <laughs> Worked by the Eighth Dwarf, and um, right at the end, where like the last game or whatever, the movie theater lost power. No. <laughs> And I'm like, what happened? The ending's the What happened? Word, like, I don't even know what happened. And it, it was months. It was yeah. months before I got to see the end of it. That's terrible. That's <sighs> fine. You're in the circus. Okay. Would you rather be the person with their head inside the lion's mouth or get shot out of the cannon? Oh, my gosh. Probably, oh, shot out of the cannon. I think so, too. Yeah. Can't trust the line. I would not trust I the line. Trust the line. She's Hope Van Duzer, V A N D O U S E R, HopeVanDuzer.com. New single out, You Are Enough for Me, anywhere that you listen to music. Hope, you've been a ton of fun today. Yeah. Thanks so much for hanging out. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely. You've been listening to Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, produced by Grayson Rucker. A special thank you to our sponsor, Visible Music College a music and worship school that trains and disciples students for the music industry and the church. You can learn more about them at visible.edu. And you can reach the show at behindthetunes at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Be sure to tune in next time as we go Behind the Tunes. <laughs>